Hello and welcome to worship for St. Matthew's United Methodist Church on Sunday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. My name is Elaine Hall. I have the privilege to be pastor here at St. Matthew's and I'm so grateful that you're joining us from wherever you are. Will you join me in an opening prayer? Holy God, we hope in you and in you we put our trust. Lead us in ways that are good and right. And draw us into your perfect peace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. Again, he began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables, and his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, let anyone with ears to hear, listen. When he was alone, those who were around him al along with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside everything comes in parables, in order that they may indeed look but not perceive, and may listen but not understand so that they may not turn again and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones that are sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word... They immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come and choke the word and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, 30 and 60 and a hundredfold. This is the word of God for God's people. And we say thanks be to God. So Jesus tells a parable. He also talks a little bit about why he tells parables. Jesus is teaching 
in a way that they haven't heard before. We've already learned from Mark that he's teaching with an authority that is different from the authority of the scribes or the Pharisees. And Jesus' message, Jesus' idea of who God is and how God is working in the world is different from what they've received before. It's connected and it's shaped by all the tradition of all the law and the prophets, but it sounds different. And it takes a different touch and a different way of storytelling to make clear to them what is going on. As I read this parable and as I sat with, um, with the words of it, it struck me at first that that farmer is just scattering seed everywhere. And it doesn't make much sense, at least not with sort of standard farming procedure, to throw seeds in all these places that they're really not likely to thrive. And yet, there it is. Jesus' work is lavish. And it looks wasteful. And that seed is just thrown around all over the place. It's not how you would expect someone to farm. And then when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, there's another piece that's unexpected. Because those Jews of Jesus' day who had a conception of God's kingdom or the coming of God's reign expected something more explosive, something more shock and awe or warlike. And so this idea of the word coming like seed on the soil and the slow process by which that seed comes to its fullness um, was different from what they were expecting. And so we have this story of, of seeds that um, breaks their expectations and maybe breaks our expectations, but invites us to look again at the goodness of God and the um, way that God's word comes forward to us. In this story, nothing is wasted. So the farmer scatters seed all over the place and it doesn't <clears throat> make too much sense from a normal farming perspective, but also I was thinking about this scripture from Isaiah when, when Jesus says that uh, the seed is the word. Isaiah 55, 11 says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I, pur which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. 
So when the seed falls on the fertile ground and it grows up and it's strong and it's healthy and it makes a lot of other seed, we can easily look and go, well, that seed wasn't wasted. (laughs) That seed bore so much fruit. But in God's plan, none of the word that is sown goes out void. It shall accomplish that which God purposes. So in the context of the parable, we have seed that lands on the path and the birds come and eat it up. And that doesn't grow new plants but it nourishes birds who need sustenance. And um, my boys love to listen to a science podcast in which we have learned that certain seeds carried in the bellies of birds can actually germinate and create new plants in a new location after they have passed all the way through a bird. So a seed on the path doesn't accomplish what we expected it to accomplish. It doesn't grow a hundredfold or thirtyfold, but it nourishes a bird and makes it possible for the seed to um, sprout in another location and start another um, field, so to speak. And so it's not wasted. The seed on rocky ground that springs up some but then can't fully thrive is also conditioning that rocky ground when um like with old field succession and the way nature works when there is a hard and um inhospitable when there's a place that is hard and inhospitable to life Nature is at work to bring life into that space. So a seed that falls on that ground grows some. And in the process of growing some, it pushes aside some of the rock and it uses the energy from the sun to create biological matter, which then when it withers and dies, becomes fertilizer that might let the next seed that grows there grow just a little better. It's not wasted. In God's love for us, in God's word that goes forth, which is the pronouncement of God's care and favor for God's people, God's promise to heal and to mend that which is broken and to make all things new, that word does not go forth without having an impact and in hard days of quarantine and sickness and worry having heard of the illness and death of so many different people that we care about um, man it can really feel it can really feel like um There's nothing good coming of this. And God's word is wasted on the, um, on the scorched earth of the world as we know it right now. 
But as I read these words today and as I lean into the truth of God's word going forth, um, I'm choosing to trust that God's word that goes forth never returns empty and that God's promise to us is always completing good work in this world. So I pray for eyes to see it and ears to hear and an open heart to whatever Jesus has for us here and now. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Thank you, Jesus, for your good work in this world. Thank you for your word, which goes out to do what you intend it to do. And whether or not that's what we expected or hoped for or where we thought to look, your word still does its thing and you still do your thing to bring healing and hope and new life. We pray that you would make us people who are sensitive and attentive to your word who would be ready to recognize and accept your good work wherever it is that you're doing it. We pray this not just for ourselves, but for your church throughout the whole world, that wherever people call on the name of Jesus, they may be shaped by your presence and sensitive to your word and ready to participate in your healing work. We pray for the leaders and rulers of our world, for people who make decisions that make, that affect many others. May they have wisdom and strength and skill to make those decisions well. We pray for Joseph, our president, and Roy, our governor, and all those who have been elected and appointed to be our leaders. We pray for this, our local community of Morganton. We pray for our healthcare workers. We pray for our public safety workers and for all those who put themselves in harm's way for our common good. May we respect their sacrifices with our own contributions to that common good. And may we care well for one another and especially for those who are most weak and vulnerable. God, we pray for Eleanor Neved, Eleanor Meyer's mom, who is um, struggling with heart problems and COPD. May the medical staff who are treating her have wisdom and skill and compassion to bring healing and lead her out stronger on the other side. We pray for the family of Dylan Simpkins. As they mourn his death, may they receive strength and hope from your presence and your grace. We pray for Carol Cole 
as she faces heart problems, may she get all the care that she needs and may her medical team uh, truly help her find healing and wholeness. We pray, God, for those who have lost jobs and for those who have lost loved ones. We pray for everyone who's struggling with isolation or depression or loneliness. Build us up together in your grace, O God, and help us to care well. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus, who is teaching us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May you go forward into this week. And when God sends his word into your life, may you welcome it. May it flourish in you and may it accomplish exactly what God intended. Go in the name of God who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.